live. We're live. Welcome back. Episode 36. <laughs> Easty is on a hiatus right now. He's not with us. He's in, uh, where is he? California? Yeah, I think he's in LA networking. He yeah, he's networking. He's doing important things out in California, which is what people in California do, important things. Yeah, he name-dropped Tarantino and uh, Spike Lee, but I don't think that has anything to do with music videos, so <laughs> curious. Well, yeah, we'll have to uh, see what's going on with him when he gets back. Um, I didn't tell you guys this. Well, first of all, we're here with Owen Steele. Welcome, welcome. A.K.A. Hello. Richie Piff. <laughs> A.K.A. Richie Piff, the and big And we're guy. at the studio of... Mr. Introduce Yourself, Andy Robinson. That's who I am. Yes. <laughs> you are true. So we're at his studio, his, b- his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> bedroom <No>. studio. <laughs> his bedroom studio in uh, Medford, Mass., right? Yep. Okay, I got it right. We were talking about this on the way up. We always get Medford, Malden, um, Melrose. Melrose. We get them all confused. <laughs> all the Waltham, they're all, they're Waltham they're all right gets mixed in there, too. Yeah. The Waltham, Weymouth, Woburn. Well, Weymouth <laughs> is on the South Shore, so we know where that is. <laughs> but all those other towns, are all they're all the same. Yeah, at least you <laughs> pronounce them right instead of saying something like Haverhill. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so what I didn't tell you guys is every episode we name after an athlete who wore the number of the episode that we're doing. So, 36, episode 36, I'm going to shout out Lawyer Malloy. That's the first one that comes to mind. Also, Paul Pierce. Nope, he was 34. Fuck me. <laughs> we oh had him shit. a couple, two episodes Jeez. ago. Well, that's awful. <laughs> I'm more for um, the music. Oh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is 36. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, when he was on the Celtics, wore 36. Um, I can't think of a Red Sox player. Uh, the third base coach, I'm pretty sure, wears 36. <laughs> you would know that. You work Fun at a... Uh, your boy also slangs dogs. I'm yep. out here slanging water. He slangs Fenway Franks. 525 a lemonade. Sorry. Yep. That's all we can do. Also, butt I mean, scratches. 525 <laughs> is not bad. 525 for a 20-ounce yeah, lemonade. Yeah. Some ice compared to a $5 water. Are you guys kidding me right now? Yeah, so Owen works as a vendor at Fenway Park. He walks up, he's one of those guys in the yellow shirts that walks up and down the stands with holding something over his head, and you buy it from him for a ridiculous price. Yeah, I do my best. I take a lot of your shit, I just want to say. A lot of your crap, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, do you throw stuff? Occasionally, I'll throw some nuts. You throw, yeah? How's your aim? Uh, Pretty accurate, I mean, give or take a few. You ever had, like, a, a really bad, bad throw, and you're just embarrassed? say a bad throw but there was probably wind involved okay so we're gonna make excuses <laughs> probably wind, yeah. yeah maybe okay. loose hands i don't know i don't think yeah. anything i don't think it has anything to do with my throw yeah no yeah. probably not I mean, he's not the players on the field i mean i've like seen guys <laughs> throw i've seen guys throw peanuts up to like the upper deck before yeah yeah people will have you like back you've down never done that seats. no i have yeah it happens. you've thrown them up to the upper deck oh upper sorry no then okay where do they get the money I, I don't know. I've seen Someone's it happen th- before. Throw change down at you. <laughs> I honestly, I've seen it happen before. They probably <laughs> go they up there later bills. and they collect probably, it from. Yeah, maybe they need. Uh, I don't know, but um, logistics. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they're swiping cards that I don't know. But yeah, Owen does that, so he knows the number of the third base coach. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is 36 apparently. Okay. Intimate knowledge of the stadium. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm also this great segue. I'm a little disappointed in you fans, including okay. myself. For what? Empty stands. First three At the innings. end of the game. First three innings. Whoa. No, I was there last week in a one-run game, and it was nearly empty at the n- in the ninth inning in a one-run game. Yeah, we got a lot of fair weathers out here. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, you know, I don't know that they're fair weather. I think this team has just been so hard to watch, 
and the games are taking so goddamn long hmm. <laughs> that it's I like I mean, I mean, Fenway drink. still draws a better crowd than 99% of baseball stadiums. It's really Boston, New York, Chicago are the only true fans. Only fans, yeah, only teams that draw fans no matter what their record is. Mm. There are some teams out here. You watch the the Red Sox on TV when they go out on the road sometimes and there's Tampa so many is always empty. It's ridiculous. It's like like less than 10% of the stadium is filled and mm-hmm. it's like oh my god it's embarrassing that is embarrassing we are yeah. fortunate we've had a million sellouts in a row so yeah. which i think are still happening people just aren't going to the game but i think yeah <laughs> i think yeah i think or the red sox getting cheaper drinks cuz those 10 dollar drinks will <laughs> the red sox <laughs> instead of like a sporting event has kind of just become like a casual night out you know what i mean mm. like people don't go, people aren't like oh we got to get there for first pitch and like get all pumped up for the game it's like no let's have a few beers you know, we'll go to the game, we'll hang out, we'll socialize. I mean, the games are taking so goddamn long. It, it's hard to pay attention the whole time. It's true, yeah. It's slow paced. It's, but it's getting worse every year. And I love baseball, and I know people want to change certain things and stuff. And, you know, I'm all for speeding the game up. But it's, it's gotten to the point where I'm not going to sit down and invest four hours of my night for a team, unless they're really good, well, I mean, which the Red Sox aren't. The Yankee Red Sox game, like they yeah. stretch it out for the sales kind yeah. of thing, and it's just like. <laughs> and the Red Sox, <laughs> I saw the stat the other day. They're actually they lead the league in time in between pitches, both their pitchers and their hitters. So when they're on offense and defense, they they take longer than anyone in the league in between pitches. Yeah, despite they've also made like there's caps on how long you can take in between pitches now, right? Like, did they actually do that? I don't think they've actually really enforced that. They were gonna do a pitch clock, which they need to do. That's mm-hmm. the one thing they need to do. I think mm-hmm. is give a guy twenty seconds, and don't let him walk around the mound and you know wipe his sweat off his forehead and Readjust grab the rosin bag and mom, like yeah. spit a few times <laughs> and yeah. It's ridiculous. Say a couple of Hail Marys, you know, why not? But like I said, if the product is good, like last year, the Red Sox were fun to watch, even when the games took long because they were, you know. Killing it. They were killing it. But w- nobody's going to spend four hours watching a mediocre team. So, yeah, Red Sox games have kind of just become like a social outing. You go out, you have a few drinks, and then, like, you know, if you're not having a good time by, like, the eighth inning, you're like, all right, let's go to a bar or something. Like, it's, it's sad, but that's kind of – that's what they get for the product they're putting out right now. I think uh, a reasonable a reasonable petition would be to have uh, MLB style red zone where they start these games like a little late, similar to how people do with their recordings, and they mm-hmm. just chop it down to only the key plays, and you watch maybe like forty five minutes of a game instead of uh, <laughs> instead of this long drawn out. There have been a lot of a lot of uh, propositions about how they can speed up the game. Um, God, what have I heard? It's like, you know, once you get to extra innings, you start with a guy on second base or something like hmm. that. Like That's crazy. That's a weird one. Yeah. It's, I mean. But to, like, make those, like, points actually get there. Right. like, some, some overtime. Uh, Every like inning after that, you add a guy on base until you yeah, have right. stolen bases. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps adding up one more player on base. <laughs> Load him up. Um, also, I heard that, you know, like, when you have two strikes, you can foul off as many balls as you want, and that's, like, Another reason that the game takes so long is because of foul balls. So people saying, people are saying, you know, three foul balls is a strikeout or something like that. So I think that one would be fair. That one would be fair, I think. Cause more like, fights. 
<laughs> you know, we're that, charging the mound. That yeah. does draw fans. I mean, look at I'll hockey. I'll never forget <laughs> watching Yankees Red Sox clear the benches that time. Dude, it was amazing. That was wild. Which time? Oh, four. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess my most memorable is when I was like seven years old. But it's right. well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the the most the most famous one was the one that we just had the 15 year anniversary of it a couple weeks ago. Um, July 24th, 2004. That was the Veritech A Rod one. Mm. When yeah, that's definitely the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the that no, that fantastic. Pedro. That was the year before. That, that was, was the year 03. Yeah. My fights mixed up. When Pedro, oh people get those two mixed up a lot because they happen within a year of each other. Oh my god. But um, yeah, Pe- Pedro throwing Don Zimmer down was in 03, and then 04. Okay, Pedro's innocent. Yeah, <laughs> the guy attacked him. I attacked him. Charged him. Pedro, un- unprovoked. Yeah. Seriously. Don, Don Zimmer, God rest his soul. Um, so I the next year. I thought you were about to say he got arrested. I was like. <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> God rest his soul. God rest his soul. R.I.P. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all good. <laughs> he was a good guy. He just got a little. He got angry at Pedro because he thought Pedro was talking about uh, throwing at someone's head because he was pointing at his head. Saying use your head, right? Yeah, he, he meant something else. Classic miscommunication. Classic mix-up. And then the next year is the year when Bronson Arroyo drilled A-Rod in the back, and then A-Rod was talking shit to him, and then Veritech got in front of A-Rod and said, we don't throw at 260 hitters, bitch. <laughs> and then <laughs> A-Rod didn't like that, and Veritech ended up smashing him in the face, and then big fight happened. Bill Miller hit a walk-off to win the game. It was a beautiful night 15 years ago. So, uh, so yeah, like we said, the Sox are done. They're, uh, I'm writing them off. Disappointing. I'm writing them off. They've now lost seven in a row, which is their longest losing streak since 2015. Um, and with the amount of talent they have, it's disappointing. I don't know what the hell's wrong with Chris Sale. He's get, he got booted the other night, right? Sammy Torres? Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're just frustrated at this point. Like sale sale getting booted was kind of out of character for him because he knows he got lit up in that game, and he knows he should just shut his mouth and walk off the mound. But he's I th- he's he's just so frustrated at this point because yeah, he doesn't he's know throwing balls into center field. Who who was doing that? Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Shout out to Trevor Bauer. That was hilarious. <laughs> got got pulled out of a game the other night by Terry Francona, our old friend. And uh, turned around, instead of handing the ball to Francona, turned around and chucked it over the center field fence. And Francona, you could read his lips. He's yelling at him, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, telling him to get back in the dugout and shit. Oh, man, that was funny. But, yeah, Sale is um, Sale's the biggest surprise, I would say, this year. Yeah, definitely the biggest surprise. I mean, we just signed him to a five-year extension. He's making ridiculous money. And he's having the worst season of his career by far. He only has five wins, I think. And it's nuts because he's like second or third in the league in strikeouts. So he's still striking guys out. But then he just doesn't have the consistent command that he's had in recent years. I think part of that, though, doesn't that factor in? Some people have lost those games for him because he's not necessarily the one finishing it up. That happened. Yeah, I mean, that has happened a few times, but... There was a point in the beginning of the season where you could make excuses for him, but it's yeah. gotten to the point now where it's like he's consistently losing every game. So, and he's just not himself out there. And David Price is starting to pitch badly as well. 
and he was really the one bright spot in the starting rotation. Everyone after those two guys in the starting rotation is always a question mark. You never know what you're going to get from them. And then the bullpen has been terrible, and Dombrowski did nothing to add to the bullpen or the starting rotation at the trade deadline. And they have one of the best offenses in baseball, but that's not going to be enough for them. You need to have pitching, and they have no pitching right now, especially with Sale and Price sucking. And they've lost seven in a row, and the wild card is still in reach, but it's not going to happen, in my opinion, because those other teams, Tampa's playing well, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's been so way too across the board. Like, we're either way outscoring or being way outscored. Yeah. It's, like, not consistent in any way. I mean, from the from the coaches to the players to the management, they all got complacent after the World Series last year. There were no changes made, and there needed to be. And they thought, we can just, you know, we're the champs. We can just ride into the next yeah. season. And mm-hmm. But that's not how it works. That's why the Patriots are so great, because they approach every season like it's like a they're at challenge. the – like it's a new challenge. Brady was saying a couple weeks ago, he approaches every season like he's at the bottom of the mount- bottom of the mountain with every other team, and they have yeah. to work to climb to the top. And you I don't start at the top. The Red Sox thought they started at the top this year. Yeah, and, and look where they are now. And look where they are now. It's tough. You can't have that attitude. No, you can't. Act like you've been there before, but also act right. like you have worked for it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, every season's a new happens. season. You don't think other teams, you know, make adjustments in the off season to come at you and and try to dethrone you and. You're just going to sit there and, and do nothing and just expect that it's all going to happen again? Last year is never going to happen again. They won 119 games, including the playoffs. Right. Like, that won't happen. That was a – That's a once in a yeah. blue moon. Right. Yeah. And you can't, just, you can't just go into the next season without your closer that you had right. and just expect that that's going to happen like <laughs> again and expect that everyone's going to play to that level again. Mookie Betts has been good this season, but he hasn't been an MVP. Rafael Devers has been incredible. Xander Bogarts has been incredible. Their offense is is great. If they had pitching, they'd be a really good team. But they they've done nothing to improve the pitching, and the pitchers that they do have have only gotten worse. So, Red Sox season is is pretty much over. <laughs> I'm not giving up on them. Well, I guess I am. <laughs> well, next season. Yeah. Know. I no, mean, I'm giving up on the franchise. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Die hard Red Sox fan. They Red have Sox won four like championships that, in the last 15 years, so that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's time to move on to uh, football. Oh, that football yeah. team down get in Foxborough. Get your apps downloaded. Get your <laughs> fantasy month. teams yeah, drafted. Yeah, get your fantasy teams drafted. <laughs> Make sure you draft Tom Brady because he's not going anywhere. He's going uh, for that seventh ring. He just signed a two-year extension today, the 42-year-old quarterback, who, by the way, birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Tom. <laughs> 42 years old. Owen and I were just talking about how we were in third grade, like how crazy it is that you know we're 26 years old now and we were in third grade when Tom Brady took over as the starting quarterback. We're and blessed. people were saying things <laughs> like, is Drew Bledsoe going to take yeah, a spot? Yeah, and there was right. the debate. Yeah. There was the debate, you know, Bledsoe or Brady. God. I remember growing up on Bledsoe and like being yeah. such a diehard fan for him. And as soon as like Brady stepped in the limelight, it was like, "Whoop, see ya!" Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's funny. I was young for it, but and I also don't doubt Bledsoe was great. But I think he, he was put into a little, a particular spotlight because he got put onto like a shitty Patriots team and then made them great. From what I understand. No, exactly. Yeah. And then when Brady, he around, he led he them to the Super Bowl. They lost. They got killed, but he led them to the Super Bowl against the Packers in '96. He was a good, solid quarterback. I mean, he right. definitely brought that franchise, like, I mean, to where it is now. Yeah. Like, 
they they would have been um well, where were they supposed to go like Tennessee or something like that like originally they were thinking about Fort leaving at a point because yeah. the, they were so bad in the 90s and they were having a hard time attracting fans and the stadium sucked the old Foxborough Stadium with the metal bleachers <laughs> so but yeah Crafts has really built an empire <laughs> I mean Seriously. shout out to Robert Kraft the Patriots place is something he's else. innocent also <laughs> yeah we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> Free my boy Bob. <laughs> Free Bob. Crafty Bob. <laughs> that video could be anybody. <laughs> God damn. No. Kraft's a good guy. I think. Can't I got I got nothing <laughs> probably. I got nothing bad to say about he's him. He's treated us well. Yeah. He's <laughs> literally built an empire. I was down in that area the other day in Patriot Place and it's just crazy. It's like Foxborough is Literally the middle of nowhere, kind of. Like, it's pretty much all woods around that area. Seriously. Like, there's nothing around there. You wouldn't expect a stadium he, just to pop he up. He basically just built, like, a miniature city <laughs> inside of this random-ass town in Massachusetts and, like, built an empire with it. It's crazy. Well, it's amazing. Like, I remember when Gillette was first put up and stuff, and then to see Patriot's Place itself, like, yeah. slowly come into place and just, like, yeah. it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's surreal driving <laughs> there. It's surreal driving there because you're in the middle of nowhere. You're driving through the woods. You're driving past, like, shitty motels and stuff, and all of a sudden, there's this m- massive stadium <laughs> that houses the greatest sports franchise in the world. And some of the like, best concerts you'll ever and see. Some, and great concerts. Went to the Dead & Co. not that long ago, and that was amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's weird that it's in Foxborough. Nobody would know anything about Foxborough, Massachusetts if Gillette Stadium wasn't there. True. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you know? It's did like... You, did you mean Boxborough? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's It's nuts. And I remember the first time I went to Patriots Place. Shouts out Maddie B. I believe it was his birthday. Maddie B. Sophomore year. Was it? What's the? Isn't it like ESPN? There's like the restaurant there. Oh, there's the CBS Sports CBS scene. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I knew it was some channel mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah, that was. We ate. Uh, that was when we were young boys. We <laughs> did mixtures of salt, hot sauce, ketchup. It was a contest. Oh wow! It was that type of well, contest. One of those. Frat one of those boys. classic like. <laughs> One of those classic school cafeteria contests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who can eat the grossest thing? Yeah, right? <laughs> we were all very macho. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Very much so. Um, Patriots are – I think they had a practice today. Yeah, they did. No days off, so – Yeah, no days it. off, according to Bill Belichick, even though he uh, has taken some days off in recent years. What a liar. But, yeah <laughs> – but they're it's still having image. success. <laughs> but, um, yeah, actually, no, let's get back to the stadium. About how Foxborough's in the middle of nowhere. Because I've been thinking about this recently. Like, w- I, I mean, I, if you ask me my favorite stadiums in Boston, I'd pick Fenway first. Oh, just uh, definitely from the history. Just from itself. the history and the atmosphere and everything. I mean, I'd I'm pick the garden second. There's a... You know, they have all the banners, but most of them are one in the old building, so there's not. Which part of Garden? <laughs> <laughs> the hockey part or the <laughs> basketball part? Just no. either one. I either know, one. I know. And I picked Gillette last just because of the location. I mean, well, the problem with Gillette, That's too, is to like. It's exactly. hard to get to, and, and the traffic really leaving back. is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no. Because I there's pretty much one road in and out of there. I end up tailgating before so and cool after. As cool as it is that it's in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, I ended up tailgating before and after games because, yeah. like, uh, good luck going th- through that traffic. But I think they should build a stadium in Quincy. That's my that's my thought. Just outside the city? 
Yeah. It's like easy to get to. There's definitely space there where they could build one. So I'm going to talk to Kraft about that. <laughs> Interesting. Get him on the phone. <laughs> I also wonder. Um, Plus, I live like 10 minutes from Quincy, so it would just be awesome to be that <laughs> close. <laughs> Keeping that in mind, that makes me think. Uh, I mean, I've heard Boston getting compared to New York in the ways that like our north, like North Shore and South Shore are kind of becoming like New York's boroughs, like mm-hmm. basically part of Boston, but just you're just right. out it like but you're not in the city city part of it right and i feel like foxborough is kind of on that edge where worcester's becoming its own city now mm-hmm. now that they're getting the paw sauce and everything boston's going to expand out to be larger and it will probably envelop those towns like quincy's sort of been its own thing but now quincy will probably just be like basically south that will like be yeah, yeah. grow into like the next and the greater boston, boston area will push yeah itself, exactly like. and then foxborough will be probably like considered in Boston like people just think of it as in Boston but I don't know if like Boston's current greater Boston area becomes Boston and then everything outside of that becomes the greater area yeah North Shore and South Shore just kind of disappear (laughs) or it all just collapses and then we're back down to farms (laughs) yeah it's it's getting pretty crazy out here traffic up to this podcast you guys traffic up here traffic around Boston all the time now not just during rush hour. Sunday afternoon. Every hour of every day, there's traffic, and well, the Boston I, State they flag just keep is the building. S- is the construction sign? <laughs> they just keep building these fucking apartment buildings, and more people are moving in, and eventually there's just gonna be too many people. When I moved here, and I was 12 years old, my family came from Ireland, and we <laughs> knew exactly how we were supposed to live, and now I see all these buildings. And a million people everywhere. There was so much space. They used to play jacks right over there. <laughs> and now it's, a, now it's a rotary. <laughs> and it's disappointing. Oh it's disappointing. Man. I just want to be able to get in and out of Foxborough with no issues. Yeah, right? And everyone just doesn't know how to drive. Yeah, especially well, with facts. rotaries. <laughs> Speaking of rotaries, people need to learn how to drive in rotaries. I mean, like, the unnecessary yielding for no cars coming. Like, yeah. I don't understand. It. I was yeah. in the Uber the other day, and I swear to God, I thought I was going to die because, like, the guy was approaching the rotary completely wrong. Yeah. Like <laughs> By the way, they're called rotaries, not roundabouts. And <laughs> yeah, that's British a message That's a message to my GPS. <laughs> 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 All right? She calls them roundabouts, and it pisses Round me about. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the right. fuck is a roundabout? <laughs> yeah, right. don't, don't go to other states because they'll just confuse you. Seriously. <laughs> She'll say things like road. <laughs> like, what's a road? <laughs> Crane. <laughs> a roundabout? No thanks. <laughs> what are some other words? Like, I feel like Massachusetts has a lot of distinct words, or New England in general. Jimmy's. Jimmy's. Um, what else? Uh, bubbler for water fountain. Bubbler. Mm. Do you guys know fish bowling is yeah. a Massachu- or New, well, England New England term? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They call it's it hot boxing everywhere else, everywhere and if you else. say fish bowling, they have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it sounds like they just can't make connections. As yeah. <laughs> also, the little <laughs> little bottles of liquor, we call them nips. No one else calls them nips. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, the they call they them call shooters. Them? My friends from Jersey call them shooters. I thought shooters were like what was in like the like the, the test shot. tubes, you know, like yeah. those test yeah. tube shots. Like that's weird, man. That's hey, wild. All I'm saying is we're probably the most educated states. So oh, yeah. by all means. Probably so they're, they're probably wrong. They're the wrong ones. Everyone else is wrong. The championships don't lie. Yo, Mass, we, we most <laughs> educated out here. Mass education, <laughs> shouts <laughs> out <laughs> school <laughs> systems. Best hospitals, too. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to be the best. It is. <laughs> I love it. it. The view is great on top. Um, let's see. 
what else do we have? Well, that's probably enough for the sports for now. There's not much going on. Like we said, it's kind of slow season if the Red Sox are sucking in the middle of the summer, in the dog days of summer. Oh, I just want to make a side uh, shout-out, totally unrelated. Not unrelated, sports. Um, rugby, Free Jacks, New England. Uh, professional rugby is now in Massachusetts. They're called the Free Jacks. Check them out. Um, they're doing pretty well from what I understand, and they're signing new people, so they got a budget. So keep an eye out. Probably going to blow up a little bit, I think, American okay. Rugby. American Rugby is a lot more interesting than people give it credit for. So. All right. I'm always down to watch some rugby. Like, I mean, come on, like football players, they've got all that padding. <laughs> come on, yeah. Like yeah. what? What pussies? <laughs> just true. <kidding. laughs> true. Actually, though, um, just a, a real point that can be made about that is like I- injuries can be reduced because people mm-hmm. actually know the limits of yep. their bodies. Yep. And true. Be- between wanting yep. to not hurt themselves and keep the game fair, people know how they're, to actually. They're constantly feel trying to f- like change the helmets in the NFL to make them more safe. But the safer they make them, the harder people hit each other. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Really doesn't even work might protect you from like that straight on collision but like they yeah but your brain's still rocking around there. inside yeah. your head so exactly. it's like so you can yeah. actually cushion that like yeah <laughs> which it's you can't <laughs> without extensive surgery all yeah. the joints and stuff the things that are exposed yeah. like to yeah. that pressure it just it gets all messy so yeah still love football but oh yeah. speaking yeah. of that yeah. speaking of that we should talk about gronk gronk uh first season without gronk in a long time true and um, he's going to be tough to replace, obviously, on the field. Off the field. Uh, I'm happy for him, though. No, I'm happy for him. I, I think like it, it, w- it was the right decision. It, l- it looks like he's lost a lot of weight, which probably because he's not working out as hard because he doesn't need to. Um, and also, it's probably not good to, for him to be carrying all that weight around anyways. I'm sure longevity-wise, doctors had advised him, like, carrying yeah. all that muscle probably does wear on you. Yeah, yeah. So he's living his best life right now. Shout out to Gronk. And... Um, you know his classic '69 jokes. Uh, they're they're kind of living on. Did you see Belichick no. the other day? Oh my God! You didn't see this? No. Oh my God! So there's it was this press conference with Belichick, and uh, he literally made a '69 joke. It was so out of character for him. And I think I don't know if he did it on purpose or by accident, but his smirk afterwards was so funny. I'm picturing so, like Kevin from the Office when he's doing yeah. the counting. Oh my and God. He just smirks at '69 because Belichick's <laughs> so deadpan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was asked to compare two players or something and he was like, Oh well they're both six nine the smiles. <laughs> and then he just like casually like slowly the smirk just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. I can say whatever I want though. I got six nine. Yeah. <laughs> so that just shows the power of Gronk. Like even he can bring the goofiness out of someone like Belichick, Belichick. who's just stone faced all yeah. the time. It's yeah. Shout out to Gronk. Yeah, shout out Gronk. He's the man. He Gonna is. miss him, but yeah. I want to see him do WWE. That would just be the <laughs> best. Dude, he is. He's definitely getting involved you in that shit. You think he's signing? Oh, my God. I would he's already been involved in, like, certain WWE oh. shit. Really? Yeah. I think that's much better for him. Like, he'll still he be was able at to one of He was at an event, like, a couple years ago. They let him. He went into the ring and, like, body slammed some he's guy. He's the right yeah. personality for it, you know? Like it's way. He'll probably make more money doing it just through, like, True. advertising. Yeah. And, and movies and stuff. Like, he'll make a lot of money doing whatever the hell he does. He's a personality. People like him. At this point, I'm sure he doesn't care about the money. I heard. Well, because he's got all the Duncan advertisements too. Yeah, so exactly. he's, he's not a big spender, anyways. He hasn't even s- taken care of any of those nice places. Yeah, he hasn't even spent around any here, of anywhere his else. They're gonna, gonna like egg his car. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't spent any of his NFL earnings yet. That's interesting. 
I yeah. Was always interested to hear that stuff. Like apparently Jay Leno spends is he invested none in of his Tonight Show money. I think I he's just saving it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Good for him. I've heard of other people. Do I mean, he makes like a lot of money with endorsements and stuff like that. So he hasn't touched any money from his NFL earnings. Mm. And I think his family has money too. I don't know, but yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> he's got some savings. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I mean, he has more money than anyone in his family at this point, obviously. Perhaps. Perhaps. All right, let's get into some music, huh? We like music as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, play play that sound. There's a... No, we'll do it later. (laughs) You can play that horn. There's, like, one on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to do that on one of the podcasts. Yeah, 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 sorry, everybody. Technical difficulties. I'm trying to get a soundboard running. Oh, that's all right. Well, this this (laughs) podcast will grow over time. Yeah, we're getting more technical. I don't know if you guys have been following us from the beginning. We yeah, we're getting more technical. I don't know if you've uh, noticed by the sound quality, but we're holding microphones in our hands right now. Cheers, cheers. So we are not just recording on a phone. We have microphones, and we're going to be doing a video podcast soon. Like, we're going to be adding a video element to it. Um, and uh, send so us I'll in your opinions. So I'll make sure that I'm looking my best for that. Yeah. If you guys would prefer maybe a fisheye lens or, or just yeah. regular style, let us know. Multiple we'll angles, maybe. Putting up a poll soon. Yep. You can even uh, tell us what you want us to wear. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Depends how extreme. <laughs> okay, we're getting into cam girl territory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some music, huh? <laughs> it's been a crazy summer for for New England hip hop. My eyes have recently been opened. I had no idea there was so much music being created locally. If you had me put numbers to it, I would have guessed like. In the Boston area, I would have guessed, like, 50 decent quality songs have been made in the past, like, six months. That's yeah. I would have guessed. So, I'm kind of, I've become, like, very obsessive with following the scene, if you haven't noticed. Like, I've got, I mean, the playlist, the 2019 in New England playlist, which is on Spotify, anyone can find it, is up to s- almost 700 songs now. Say what now? <laughs> Didn't yeah. I just say 50? <laughs> I thought there would be more. It's up to 700 songs now. Um, and they're all, there's nothing whack on there. I don't put whack shit on the playlist. So, no just whack. open that no playlist. No ice cream sound, man. Open that playlist, press shuffle, and just, just listen. Don't listen to it in order, that's weird, just hit shuffle. <laughs> when there's that many songs, you gotta shuffle it. Yeah, and they've all been great. Every time I ask, um, like, I, I assume maybe we've switched over to something more mainstream, and I'll say, who's this? Yeah. A couple times I've said, this is Bruno Mars, right? Justin turns Clancy. Out, yeah, it turns out Justin Clancy sounds like Bruno Mars. He does. Justin Clancy. Yes. IOU. Keep it now. It's yeah. way underviewed, so get out there. It really is. Like, he was posting the other week, the other day, like, oh, 20K streams, which is awesome. Like, congratulations. It should have way more than 20K streams. It's a great song. Uh, I mean, it's one of those songs you could put on at a party and people would just maybe assume it's Bruno Mars, which is exactly, why I can see dude. how people would get so People, like, up. yeah. Like, you maybe not... You could easily go under the radar when you hear a song like that because you just kind of pass it off as like you just think it's like you just think it's like oh it's this is probably one of the top songs like in the country right now. The music industry, yeah. I don't need to give it attention because it has all the. Yeah, it probably has a hundred million views on YouTube. Like whatever. The songs that have been like yeah produced so that they will make hits, kind of. Yeah, and it is that type of song. It is that type of song, and it it. But done by 
you know, local people, then like yeah, the and h- they put in the hard work. He puts yeah, no, it's not, it's not you know, cookie cutter pop music. It's like it, he's a real musician. He's a real lyricist. Um, and credit definitely needs to be given to the to the home recorders because I think, especially with today's technology, it's a lot more. You, I mean, like for everyone example, can almost we're here do it. Doing this podcast with microphones, like. It's not always easy to set up a recording setup. So right. Like have, having people able to go now just to a guitar center and come home with anything they need to make a good sounding hit, like, it's kind of a big deal. Music's evolving that way where you kind of have to – it's not just these big labels that have access to make that type of music. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all you need is really just a shitty Mac and, like, you can go <laughs> – you can be good yeah. to go, you know? Yeah. A couple yeah. gigs of RAM. Yeah. Good I mean, anyone can, can make music now. Yeah. Not everyone can do it well. That's that's and the battle. <laughs> yeah, that's the battle. But, but I th- um, I also agree with hard work over talent any day. You know, like yeah. Obviously, people born yeah. with talent, you know, have that skill. But like, the people that work hard for it Absolutely. and that, that practice every day, hard work beats talent. That you know, put their stuff out there too, and like you know, are okay. You know, willing to just take criticism, especially because you know how the internet is. Like people are willing to just say yeah. the meanest fucking shit. Like right. You just can't can't look at it. No, exactly. Yeah, but, like, you really can't. You just take the feedback that you want to take back and. You know, you keep you keep progressing and improving. Yeah, and that's how you that's make the gold. Um, so, in the words of Acumental of the Palmer Square, shouts out Palmer Square. Palmer Square, Chicago rap duo, real real good out there. Yeah. Um, he said he has an old saying. He would say, um, because they like to talk about their come up from rap. You can find their old music. It's it it's definitely gotten better over time. And they say things like, "Practice makes perfect, but persistence makes better." Exactly. So mm-hmm. They've just continued. They've been doing music for about fifteen or so years, maybe maybe more. And uh, they're just—they've really put the quality into it, and, and you can see that over time. And there's actually a particular line: "Leave the old videos up so they can see the growth." And it's like you know, it's important to do that so people yeah. can go you back. You gotta look at where you're from. Speaking of Justin Clancy, he has—if you go on his YouTube channel, there's a big gap um, from like 2012. He has a, a video from 2011 and a video from 2012, and then there's a big gap, and he doesn't have another one until 2017 when he when he dropped TV Dinner. And for those of you who don't know, you know, he battled with addiction. He's been sober for five years now. And um, those songs from 2011 and 2012 are from, like, he looks completely different in the videos. And the music is completely different. It's just raw rap. Like, it's good. You could tell he had talent. But for him to keep those videos up there, I always thought was awesome. Because it's like, you see where he is now. And people look at those old videos and be like, oh, my God. I can't believe how far he's come. I mean, it's definitely a pride thing. You know, it's got to be, like, not only, you know, for the artists themselves, but for everyone, every fan that's like, yeah, like, I've been with this person since the beginning. Yeah. And seeing their growth. True fans appreciate that, because you can, and with this is with any type of art or anything, you can find something to complain about with everything. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always important to keep that in mind. Absolutely. So. Music is subjective, you know. But I mean, if it sounds good, if you know, if, if, if it clicks for you, man, like I'd say pursue exactly. it. You know, like exactly. There's very little music I don't enjoy. You know, like yeah, I'm not a hi- I'm not a music hater at all. I don't like. I write a lot about music, but I'm not a music critic. I never write about anything that I don't like. And there's not much that I really listen to, and I'm I really don't like. Like if it's by a legitimate artist who has rhythm and flow and can make you know, yeah. if it's not by someone who's tone deaf. Right, but well, I mean, like that Friday song, Friday, yeah. Friday, <laughs> gotta get down on Friday, party and party and yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot about that song. 
I mean, that's definitely one that. Right, where's she at now? List. Rebecca Black. She's probably in college. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's a little old. Loving Fridays. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that video was a bit old. Like yeah, we were in high school. Maybe she's exactly our age doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Is there a Rebecca Black podcast? Someone check, please. I think I she's know. making her uh, comeback. That's the thing. She's, like, working on a song to be like, everyone make fun of me for this. <laughs> yeah, she's actually, like, the next Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so shout out to Justin Clancy. We saw him in concert last week at the Leeds show. Shout out Leeds. Where at? Been running Boston for 15 years. Yes, he really has. Um, it was at the Middle East. Nice. Yeah. Downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Favorite venue, honestly. I like Sonya, yeah. but the Middle East upstairs, whew, that's a small venue. <laughs> it's tight. I'm, I mean, compact. Yeah. The downstairs is just such a classic, like, raw underground venue. So well, especially when, when you get a bigger name down there, your chances of actually seeing them are. Well, that's like the best you're part. Close. They like they come off the come stage down, too. Yeah. Like, and they might come right. Say hi. Like it's. You're a lot I've more seen like some good shows at the upstairs. But I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There's good shows. It's just yeah. like the venue itself is just so compact and tight. Yeah. I just, I love the downstairs. Plus, you like, you get up on that next little, like, tier. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Plus, like, we had a, we had a, a fun crowd, night there yeah. once. And, like, you know, <laughs> like, witnessed a man get pulled over the rails as he, <laughs> he tried to push us away. It, it was strange. He was being unnecessarily territorial. Yeah. We ended up, uh, it was at a Talib Kweli show, like, three, four years ago. And this kid. It was general admission, as it always is there, and this kid just, like, thought he was entitled to this spot, and no one could get, like, in his airspace. So anytime someone stood next to him, he would start, like, pushing them. Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I, I, I agree with owning your area type of thing. Yeah, like, if you no, dance he was and, like, you know, you dance bro. enough where, like, people will avoid you, you know? This like, dude like, thought, go into it. But this dude thought people, he was entitled to, like, two it's feet not a of airspace on each side of him. It's yeah. like, and no. And his justification was like, dude, I've been here for, like, five hours. It's like, it doesn't matter, dude. It's general admission. Even if you're holding room for a squad if your squad right. is not there i'm sorry like and the thing was like we had we actually had already been there next to him on the railing it was just that we were switching spaces because he had been like pushing you guys and yeah, I yeah, yeah. just swapped with them like to just be all like oh well i said something like, to you i was yeah. like i was <laughs> i was like um I don't know. I was like, we might have to fight this guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like and elbowing then, you. I think. Yeah, yeah, because like, oh, he was well, being. Just he just he just kept pushing me. So yeah. then, as soon as I said that, Owen, of course, like goes stands right next to him and just starts like pushing him <laughs> back and stuff. And I was, did he give up after that, or did he get even like more um, aggressive? Security came over at one point and was we like, explained the situation. and we explained the situation to them. So we were like, this guy's just you know pushing anyone who comes near him. So they had their eye on it, and then they the next time it happened, they saw it. So they came over and grabbed him, pulled Yanked him over him. the railing, and dragged him out of there. That's justice. It was just so very satisfying. wise old Rasta came up to us and he said, "It's over, man." Well, because I was I was taunting the guy as he as he was getting dragged away, and the guy got guy behind me got Let's pissed. Let's just enjoy. He the was night. like, "Enjoy the show." Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, it was great advice, because there's it no was. reason to get aggressive. No, I know. I was show. just all hyped up. I mean, like, you know. I don't like, get into altercations often, all right? I also hate <laughs> mosh pits, but, like, you know, I understand, like, you know, they exist. And, like, but, like, there's a certain spot for them and things. Like, the people yeah, that yeah. try to do mosh pits, like, way in the back or, like, yeah. you know, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, go up there. <laughs> go with First the rest Palmer of them. Palmer Square show we went to, people tried to mosh, and they cut that At shit At a Palmer out. Squares? Yeah, yeah. That's I, bizarre. Um, well, because they had... They were with Loudmouth, who he doesn't make music anymore, but at the time he was like the rowdier of the group, and he was like kind of encouraging it, I think. Ah. And there was one kid in particular, like you could tell he was there to mosh for yeah. some reason, and it was like 
they're all the same. Though. People were wearing like tie dye shirts and stuff. It's like why? That's not the crowd. But also the like wrong show, buddy. Yeah. I also like. I mean, at least like at like electronic shows and stuff. The mosh pitting that goes on there, it's not a violent mosh pit. You know, it's 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 like you're still being thrown around and stuff for sure. But it's not like throwing elbows and stuff like at metal shows and whatnot. You know, like mm. you're not there to actually hurt somebody. You know. Right. But people think that that's the case, and they like <laughs> just go for it, and it's it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I feel not like needed. That's someone who's not actually that into the scene. They just are almost like that's what they think it is, or too yeah. fucked up, and they're just yeah. like Ugh, all hyped up, yeah. like let's go, let's get it. That's yeah. kind of it's just annoying. There's no need to be, dude. Know, I mean, it just should be a plur. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is plur. it? Peace, love, unity, respect. Yep, that's, your that's motto. it. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that show was fun. Uh, the Leeds show, a lot of different artists there. Yeah, that was it. Was great variety. I in particular, um, uh, Hefe replay. Hefe replay got a tattoo. On okay, stage. all right, we're gonna I, talk uh, about this. Yeah, I, I'm, I've never seen stage. anything like that before. We're gonna talk about this because I might have some. I'm, There's some conspiracy. Yeah, I I do have a conspiracy actually. Now, a lot of people have talked about. I've seen a lot of people posting about Hefe replay getting a tattoo on stage, and that was pretty swaggy. I have to say. That was I didn't like even see what it looked like. I noticed it was like by his knee, but I don't know. It said, uh, oh, it said something about Roxbury over his knee because that's where okay, he's from. Yeah. It said Rockstar, but it was R-O-X-S-T-A-R. Mm. That's what it was. Rockstar, cool. Um, but <laughs> I have a conspiracy as to why he was. So for those of you who don't know, at the Leeds show, Hefe Replay was sitting down getting a tattoo while he was performing. And he basically just stayed seated the whole time and got his tattoo. And it was pretty awesome. Like, people were like, oh, wow, that's really different. And it was different, and it was awesome, and it was great to witness. I have a conspiracy as to why he did that. <laughs> so the night before, he performed at Millie's show. Millie's brought him out at uh, Brighton Music Hall, and I was at that show as well. And Hefe Replay was performing, hanging from the lights um, over the crowd, and tried to Brighton swing thing. back onto the stage and landed all the way onto his back, like, all the way onto the floor, just on his back, and I have to imagine, I mean, he got up and kept performing, the whole building went silent for a second, because we wanted to, like, make sure he was good, and then he got up and kept performing, and, like, but I'm telling you, that was a bad fall, and I know he was feeling that the next morning. So my conspiracy is uh, he was sitting the whole time. <laughs> he was like, I can't I can't stand while I perform tonight, so we have to come up with something creative. He stood up a couple of times, but he, but he wasn't that. he wasn't jumping around. He wasn't hanging from the ceiling like he was the night before. Well he could have been like Dave Grohl with like the throne of rock when he like broke his leg up. So I'm thinking he was like, I can't really move much tonight, so I'm just gonna get a tattoo while I'm performing, which is genius actually. <laughs> so shout out to Hefe Replay. Yeah, it's one of the most unique things, like yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Like, I have the video of him falling on his back. I haven't posted it anywhere. A few other people posted different angles of it, but I don't know. He was reposting it. He's, he was laughing about it, so. Yeah. He's, he's a good sport about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Hefe Replay was there. Justin Clancy was there. Still Gold was there. Um, Dutch Rebel was there. Jarv? We missed Jarv, dude. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Ah. <sighs> Jarve, if too you late. ever listen to this, I am so disappointed that I missed you. I was really looking to say hi. I wanted to hear your bars. He'll be back I've heard around. you on the Palmer Squares podcast. I've heard uh, uh, just a bunch of your bars, dude, and I want to hear this. Man. Yeah, he's a unique talent. 
Jarv. It's fantastic. And it, real talk, we'd love to get you out here. Yeah. You're the best. He'll be back around. He'll be back around. I was bummed, though, when we went in there. What was it? Sean Mikes came up to us, and he was like, yeah, Jarv had the best performance. We were like, Jarv already performed. Fuck. Disappointing. <laughs> it was yeah, so I, disappointing. Yeah, I was coming from work, so I swear I wasn't this late because. <laughs> yeah. But Still Gold was great. Dutch Rebel was great. They were all great. Everyone Still was Still Gold uh, blew my mind because they incorporated, like, sort of, like, like a metal style. Yeah. Like a screamo almost. Yeah. They, was, yep. I love it worked the really well. That stuff's always, like, so much fun. Yeah, because sometimes one just really overtakes the other, and it's not a yeah. mix, but it really was a mix. And it was no, they're, quality. well, they've won Best uh, Live Performer at the Boston Music Awards. Mm. They've been nominated for it multiple times. They won it last year, so you can see why. Their performances are pretty, definitely something to check out. They're pretty crazy. And uh, Mo Pope is a great lyricist. He's, you know, one of the people really driving the Boston hip-hop scene right now. So shout-out to them. Shout-out to The Archetype, the producer. Shout-out to everyone involved with Still Gold. Great show. Yeah, um, great vocals, great bars. whole thing was an overall great performance. Yes, yeah. I, another uh, shout out. They had instruments, real instruments on stage. Oh, they're a band. I, I really admire. No, yeah, they're a like real band. They're a band. Just to be clear, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, they. It's not something you see a lot these days. There's usually a DJ and a sound guy and people performing. This was a band, and they, they really they're legit. rock it. They're, they're legit. Still gold. Um, who else did we see? Was that it? It was that Dutch Rebel. Dutch Rebel, yeah. Dutch Rebel was great. She's always great. Dutch Rebel? I don't know. No, it's Dutch Rebel. Yeah. I used to think it was Rebel, too, but yeah. I I learned. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good. She, she had a oh, ap- the Apathy closed it out. Yeah, which, I mean, here's – I was – another thing. I, I A testament to uh, Justin Clancy and some of the other people that came earlier. Uh, the show was full when we got there. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. And by the end of the night, the, the, the crowd had thinned out. So you could tell that people had – particular fans that came for them well it was it was interesting because it was a lot of mixed fan bases so people were coming in and out the whole night it was never really packed to the limit but there was there was a flow of people in and out the whole night because people came to see specific artists exactly which i I, it's rough for the headliner if they didn't get the crowd they were expecting yeah Um, which i mean there were plenty of people for i feel like it was just a thing i noticed that the crowd was a lot yeah. towards the end of the night, which, I mean, it does get late sometimes with those shows. I feel like there wasn't really a headliner for that show. I mean, Apathy was the biggest name, so they put him last. But I feel like everyone was kind of a headliner. That was like you a know showcase. what I mean? It was a showcase Leeds, type thing. It was more about Leeds, I guess, the 15th Yeah, it was Leeds and the great New England artists that he's, you know, developed a relationship with over the years. Um, oh, Big D's and uh, Oak Lone Tree also performed before we got there. The Dunnas. They're a uh, couple couple dope rappers. Been trying to get them on the podcast, actually. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun show. And then the night before that, so that was last Saturday, and then the night before that was Millie's. This was like a wild New England hip-hop weekend for me. <laughs> the night before that was Millie's, and Millie's brought out so many special guests. He brought out Token, which was incredible. Um, he brought so out... On, uh, He's, isn't he on Madden 2020? Yeah, shout out to Token. He's on Madden. Crazy. He's on... Wow. Produced by Knox Beats. Shout produced out Knox. by Knox. Weymouth Zone, South Shore. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it really to be is. on I, Madden. I thought it was a joke when I saw it. No, I, people make yeah. their own artwork, like, to make it look like they did something, but it's like, that was... Token's, he's got that kind of reach now. You know, he's he's up there. 
I'd say a step below Joiner, but he's got that kind of reach where you know everyone knows who Token is if you're if you're into hip hop. Um, so yeah, yeah he really Token broke in young. He was I think seventeen when like yeah his yeah first he's only twenty now. Um, yeah, he was like sixteen when he really started to blow up, which mm. is <laughs> pretty crazy. Because he had those like fast rapping videos. Yeah yeah like yeah. Lady walking in the street with him and he's yep. like rapping around her. I forget. It was yeah. It was very interesting. So yeah, he. Millie's brought him out, and the place went crazy. That was nuts. Um, Millie's also brought out Wiz Dakota from Lawrence. He brought out Prince Smooth from Dorchester. He brought out Annoyed, who's currently the best rapper in Connecticut, in my opinion. Um, he brought out, who else? Connus from Cambridge. I could go on and on. He brought out so many people. It was a wild show. Shout out to Millie's for really using his platform to put on other local artists. You know, no, a lot of guys don't do that when they get to that level. So for him to, to bring out all those people. He also brought out Fatboy SSE. If you guys know who that is, you don't. Do no, no, you're not on Instagram, so you no, wouldn't know. He's like, yeah. he's like, uh, I am. I'll, I'll follow him after this. No, he's not. I mean, <laughs> he's just like a funny person on Instagram. And, appara- That's the best, though, and apparently that. he raps, too. And he's friends with Millie, so he brought him out. That was funny. Oh, so he's an he's an influencer first. He's an and in- he raps on the side. No. Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um but no, shout out to Millie's. He put on a hell of a show. That was a lot of fun. And then having the lead show the day after that was crazy. It was just Impact I saw weekend. yeah, I saw like thirty great New England artists. And then before the lead show on Saturday, I traveled up to New Hampshire for the pomegranate listening party. Which was awesome. Volume two, volume two just dropped on Thursday, and yeah, definitely go get that. Um, five members, all from Southern New Hampshire. One of them's from Massachusetts. Um, Everett Gibbons is an incredible rapper. Delicanetic, Joey Roxit, Brill, and Mixwell. They all do contribute in different ways. And Mixwell on the quality beats. Yes, absolutely. Real and good. and they all. I mean, they're definitely one of the more intriguing artists, I would say, in New England right now. I mean, hip-hop from New Hampshire is just intriguing to me in general. Uh, Pelham, right? Yeah, yeah. Pelham. And, um, yeah, they live out there in the sticks, and they just make dope music. So That's <laughs> <laughs> all you can do when you're out there, right? Yeah, right? No, they're, <laughs> they're all from there, so I know how it is. They're all yeah. good people. I'm trying to get to a show soon. They're going to be having one soon, so. Do you know um, where at? Like, still in the same area, or, like, Manchester, like? I'm not sure. I know they, they're right near Lowell, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where the show is. Uh, you can follow them at Pomegranate Records on Instagram, and then you'll find all their personal Instagrams in the bio in there. So um, we should play one of their songs Definitely. from the new right. album. Yeah, let's play. Let's play Duffel. Duffel's the opening track. I'm a fan of all 13 tracks. There's something for everybody on there, and uh, this one, Everett starts it off with a ridiculous verse. Um, it's th- the hook is pretty dope too. It's just a good vibe track with some bars mixed in, and let's play that. Duffel yeah, sounds good. Pomegranate records. Mm-hmm. 
Fresh fade with the roughneck. Uh, I'm the plug, I can outlet. Uh, I ain't dub, but I'm out here. Fuck with the kid, don't make me stand from where. New hip, the camp, they can't stand it. Yeah, damn clear the tear, we need air fair. Uh, spirit kill the air apparent. Y'all just bad, cause y'all got challenge, eh? Northeast with a laid back flow, eh? In my line, I can let y'all know. Uh, I'm the drink tape, bitch, front row. When I put a bottle in a guillotine, joke like, uh, me amigos wanna pass the casino, drop dimes like Dan Marino. Bitch, heat of the moment, I'm leaving the opponents forever. I determine evil. Started with the bag. That was Duffel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Duffel by Pomegranate, the lead track off their new album, Volume 2. It's the sequel to their debut ep the treatment which came out back in february what'd you guys think of that opening track i mean they hit you with the hard bars and they got that sing-songy verse mm-hmm. uh, that chorus i mean so you know what i'm saying yeah it's nice flow you know it switches up at times like goes quick goes slow you know yep like, that's know. ever gibbons on the first verse he came in slaughtered yeah. it just yeah absolutely slaughtered it. it uh dell is always dope he had the second verse joey we were just talking about Joey Rocks. It has like a very unique voice. Yeah, I I can't even place my tongue on like who he sounds. Who like, he sounds like, like, yeah. He, uh, like right away, my mind went to somebody, but like he's yeah. got such a unique voice and style, you know. Yeah. Post Malone. I don't think so. No, I don't think that. it's Post Malone. <laughs> I don't think it's Post Malone. But that's Brill what on the thinking? hook. That's all that counts. <laughs> that was Brill singing the hook. Shout out to Brill. Shout out to all five members of Pomegranate Music, Pomegranate Records. For that great album, that's just the intro yeah, track check right out there. The rest. So check out the rest of it. It's available on all platforms. Um, some great New England music. Support local music. Do it. You should. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a good thing to do. <coughs> it, it for all your artist friends, for that matter, not just music. All artist friends. They're support your friends in general, man. Yeah. Check in on them. Yeah. See how they're doing. <laughs> support people. Don't say what are you up to. Say how are you. <laughs> Usually, I guess the, the driving point there is that just because something's famous doesn't mean that it's the uh, it's the best. There's always good stuff out there, even locally, even on the low level. There could be 20 views on that video, and it could be yeah, hot track. That year, exactly. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff that uh, you don't really find unless you you look for it or you listen to podcasts like this. Or yeah, we're here you to know. bring that to you. <laughs> exactly here to bring that flavor. In so here. yeah, I got all the best New England music. I mean. And if you, you know, I always say I'm open to suggestions, so I'm posting my, you know, updates for the Spotify playlist, you know, every week pretty much, and if there's anyone on there that you, not on there, that you think should be on there, please let me know, and I will listen to their music. So, I'm always trying to expand my my catalog, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be getting the highlights of that list here, cause uh, yeah, we're getting some good ones. Sometimes people don't know where to start. You know, you got a seven hundred exactly. Song That's why we're doing the podcast of local artists. So we're starting with the best ones off the top. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we played some some fire so far. We'll get into some more stuff. Um, Lord Jew Up performed next. last night. First things first, I just want to say, if anyone's ever seen a Lord Jew music video, you've treated yourself for sure because <laughs> they're they're high quality. <laughs> they're just everything is done. I- the cinematics are first of all on point. Oh my god! Yeah. Location, location, location. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, third, it's just the 
the uh, wardrobe is A plus. Uh, How many? She only has like one music video out right now. I'm pretty uh, sure. At least. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, still great. <laughs> Go check it out. Well, one of them got taken down. She had the Buss It music video, which got taken down, unfortunately. Which, yeah, conspiracy. Maybe Cooper just got to get her. All I have to say is. But the dash on, him, dash on Him music video is up. And there, she should do a music video for Hello, which is a jam. I mean, I can definitely see that being, uh, being a great storytelling type of music video. But no, that's such a jam. Yeah, no, that, that's like one of my jam. favorite know, songs right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, she performed at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy last night. Couldn't make it, unfortunately. I wanted to go. Yeah, Maggie's is the spot. They let you have your drink outside. Ma- I was thinking about this the what? other night. Like Maggie's is literally like the only spot on the South Shore that really has hip hop shows. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of hard actually. Most places do like rock. I guess you got the like middle aged yeah. down the South Shore, so we'll have some. <laughs> yeah, I mean Boston's young. You know, I mean yeah. there's also like a third college students. So like, yeah, a lot of college. Uh, I love I love the South Shore, but the North Shore has more of a hip hop scene. Than the South Shore does. Yeah, and it's actually really funny because the main bar scene, uh, it's like '90s, early 2000s pop, rock covers. Uh, yeah. So they're it's it's Definitely. actually crazy because you're gonna hear like, came through the window last night. <laughs> yeah. In too deep, all the, all these things. There's a lot of a lot of old people on the South Shore. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, honestly though, shout out to some 41. Shout out to like 182. <laughs> All right, well, those people aren't old. If you're listening to Sum 41, you're not that old. Yeah, no, I just mean, uh, you know, I want hip-hop to be in our main bar. Yeah, it's really not there. <laughs> All we have is Maggie's Lounge, which, <laughs> shout out to Maggie's Lounge. They get some good artists. I mean, Lord Jew is one of the, the hottest, you know, rappers in the city right now. Thing is, though, and they got really her there. Yeah, and honestly, I, I was, uh, I don't mean to cut you no, off, but I was going in on the cinematics and theatrics of her video, which honestly are on point. Uh, bars hard as anything as well. No, she's Spits she makes like absolute bangers and she can flow like a motherfucker. And absolutely, yeah, definitely check out her music. The type of thing that could go viral in a second. So it's it's really nice to. I mean, she has like fifty something thousand followers on Instagram. So, but she's got the music. The the music keeps getting better. That's the thing. Like from her first song, (laughs) from her first song to to now, it's like, I mean, I've loved everything she's put out, but Hello is is the the pinnacle for me. Um, The whole her whole new project is dope, though. It's called Boss Talk Volume One, I believe. Um, Should we play Hello? Absolutely, I want people to hear that. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. Hello. Yeah, we've been talking about it so much. People obviously want to hear it (laughs) afterwards. I honestly, yeah. I I think she sounds a little bit like Rihanna at one point. I can definitely that song. see that. Yeah. Um. So, so this is Hello. Let's Lord you bump it. <laughs>
Don't need your money, I know how to grind. Why is a real nigga so hard to find? How you bought me a rollie, but still waste my time. Lord Jew, ladies and gentlemen. That one's called Hello. It's off her new EP, Boss Talk Volume 1. That one slaps. That's all I can say about it. That's a banger. Hard bars. Rihanna elements. Yeah, that part where she's like, yeah, in part of yeah, in part of the chorus, she sounds like Rihanna a little bit, and then she just comes back with the hard bars. Rihanna can't rap like that. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean the whole that song really does slap. It's uh, yeah, it's like one after the other. It's just like keeps going with like the hard lines, like yeah, no, the energy. Back on my bullshit. Back on my bullshit. Like, oh man, it's like that's a high energy like. No, I love that. Like, that's a song that you just turn up when you're really feeling yourself. You know, you're just like. Back on your bullshit. You're back on your <laughs> bullshit, you know? Heading down to the beach. Yeah, heading down to the beach. <laughs> I'm back on my bullshit. That could mean whatever. Like, you know, anyone can play that song. Heading down to the beach, heading out to the club. Yep. Either way. Back on my Sorry. bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, the contrast is great. Like, just going from those, like, lows to yeah. highs. Like, the, 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 and the, the range beat, that she the beat has. Slaps. Like, you know, not only flow, but, like, singing. You yep. Know? Yep. I hadn't really heard her, you know, do the singing that much until that song. Um, she was mostly just rapping, from what I know. But she but she's got it. She's definitely, <laughs> you know, diversifying her her style, and uh, yeah, that song's a banger. So I bet everyone banger who heard that song liked it. I guarantee it. If you didn't, then I don't know. You have poor have to face us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You have poor taste. Does that meme prove me wrong. <laughs> What's next? Oh, 99 Neighbors. We should talk about them. Big deal. Yeah. So, 99 Neighbors, for those of you who don't know, they're a group, a hip-hop group from up in Burlington, Vermont. And the main members are Hank Native, Sam Paulino, and the producer, Somba. But the, in total, they have like 10-plus members who all just contribute here and there. They're like Wu-Tang. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. And they they make incredible music. Their album, um, Television, came out on New Year's and is still my favorite album of this year. Like, I it's how many people are on that album? A lot. Um, well, I mean, I appreciate that collaboration. S- no, but Sam Sam and Hank are the two main members, and they're on pretty much every song. Okay. You know, as vocalists, and then Somba, you know, handles pretty much all the production. But then they have like random singers like that they've recruited from New York that'll come in and sing a hook or something, and like it's just a whole big operation. But those guys are the three main members, and they're on pretty much pretty much every song, besides like a couple on the album. But all in all, I'd say there's probably around like ten artists on the album. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I yeah. just, I mean, I guess the what I was getting at is that it's it's really having all those perspectives in yeah the, yeah the different songs is. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's it's there's something for everyone on that album. Like, my parents like a few of the songs, and on some of them they don't like because they they bring the hard bars. Yeah, you know, parents 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 don't like the hard bars. I don't know. They (laughs) maybe just don't don't get them. They don't. They don't get them. And they don't like the swearing. That's the thing. Hey, swearing is. uh, Here's the thing. They. They're emphatic words that sometimes yeah. are necessary, but sometimes I've realized, you don't need like, to. I've realized when playing music with my parents that I just have to play the rap songs that have the least swears, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, this is kind of good. But as soon as they hear, like, fuck, they're like, oh, my God. Like, well, they're like, why does he – my mom's always like, why does he have to say that? She's like, it makes it seem like he's not creative because everyone says <laughs> fuck. 
And I'm like, no, that's not, no. I mean, every word's make, almost been said then. Like, yeah, at that exactly. Point, you know? it's like, everyone, yeah, everyone said every word. spaces with it just It's not just the words. That's, yeah. that's when it becomes tacky. Like they're just bothered, they're just bothered by swear words because yeah. they're, you know. I mean, at least my parents can't get over, like, the rap aspect of it, that it's, like, rapping, like, not singing. And I'm like, it's all different no, genres. It's, it's different styles. It's that, Exactly, though. It's like, you know, you listen to the lyrics more. Like, yeah. I feel like it's rock lyrics. behind it, so you can bob your head to it. You rock's know? lyrics <laughs> are a little bit more, like, I don't know, just, just um, you know, like, I can't even think of the word. Just, like, not real. Uh, <laughs> not like. I, yeah, it's, um. Uh, my my family loves to do the whole like it's like hobbity hobbity hobbity, but I think like <laughs> people don't understand the lyrics because, and this is something I I sometimes complain about myself. If the lyrics can't be understood, then they don't mean anything to me. So if like you are mm-hmm. rapping so fast, I don't know what you're saying. I don't really care. I'm in syllables. You can squeeze in right. Far. Like exactly. I don't yeah. even know what you're saying. Or do you have any point? Because I'm more interested in thinking about stuff, which, like, right. exactly. I love to bump stuff that I don't want to think about either. It's just, you're like, kind of whatever. I mean, it's like those yeah, clever yeah, lyrics yeah. that, like, hook you in and stuff, you know? It's like yeah. It's and there's, the story to there's tell. There's a lot of different types of hip-hop that I like, too. You know, it's like, I, I love the hard bars, and then I love stuff, like you're saying, kind of mindless stuff that you can just kind of play when you're just being loosey-goosey, having exactly. a good time. Like a long <laughs> drive or something. Yeah, like exactly. Right. No, there's a mood for everything. It's right. Like a, a subgenre for everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hip hop. <laughs> it's good. It's good music. I love all ty- all types of music though. I love rock music. I love like all the stuff my dad listens to. Classic rock. Like he got me into that at an early age. So I love that mm-hmm. stuff. And I've actually been able to get my parents into hip hop a little bit, which is pretty cool. Like they're pretty understanding. Like they like a lot of stuff. They just don't like the swears, which is whatever. Yeah. And a lot of the, the themes are really kind of things that you don't want to think about, especially, like, parents raising a family. Yeah. They don't want to be, like, putting their kids in front of, like, what are often depicted as, like, drug scenes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sex and violence. And yeah, no right. one that. So it's – but then there's all plenty of uplifting stuff, but it's usually amid things that are bad. So yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick those things out specifically. Yeah, but there's so many different – types of hip-hop nowadays that right. i feel like there really is something for everyone um i will say my par- have you guys seen straight out of compton the movie yeah i haven't i have i saw that movie when it came out what was it three years ago something like that yeah. um pretty recent. In, in theaters with my parents and they it was like very eye-opening for them it was awesome. Oh, I bet. I mean, it was aw- like they loved that movie, and it was awesome to hear them talk about it afterwards. And I just feel like, like that unfortunately, movie also left out key elements of Dr. Dre whooping some lady, which D Barnes specifically. That's that's right. true. Apparently, they but filmed the scene. Well, I'm sure it's a deleted scene or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, not to. I, I mean, I'm sure it was a great movie, but I'm just saying, testament to like. I think how that's your parents a huge part of it. Is like the well, they do, they do know about that part, yeah. and they're not Dr. Dre fans for that reason. But mm. all the other guys were cool in the movie. Like they didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think. I heard the movie got great reviews. I really yeah. should see it. I just haven't gotten around. Um, but it, it it opened their eyes as far as like the song "Fuck the Police." Like they remember kind of like that song in the '90s and just how like despicable it was to them. You know what I mean? It's it's well, it's also the ignorance. I think only a lot of like parents and stuff is the fact but, that they don't but recognize. But seeing, but seeing like you know their interactions with police and seeing why they made a song like that, right. like they were able to be like, oh okay, I kind of get this. So and that's really only become 
obvious to the public more recently because of cameras and everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, I mean, it's something that's always been Which is why the timing of that movie coming out was perfect, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, people would always say, like, oh, yeah, cops can sometimes target races and it's like okay maybe but like that seems like a conspiracy and then almost yeah i mean of course like we're sitting here it's it's hard to uh, admit that that's like well obviously there's good because you don't see things always there's bad apple and everything yeah like but when compelling video evidence comes out and you see it's like weekly or it's so often that you're like oh wow this isn't a joke like it is something that people aren't it's not not just just a few bad apples it seems like a lot like a family guy joke where they'll have like cleveland switch out of the driver's seat or like something you know it's like (laughs) things where it's like this is actually something that happens to people and it's the sad reality as hell yeah so anyways it's uh that movie definitely touches on that type of stuff and yeah kind of gives you a perspective on why some of that anger is taken in in absolutely absolutely I think that's like a huge thing in like the just rap culture in general. Like I said, it's just the ignorance of people not knowing. Like it, it, a lot of it is cultural, and therefore you know they don't understand. Yeah. Why they're talking about the things that they're talking about because right. they, they don't they don't live it. They don't experience it. Right. You know? I'm not saying I would I do say necessarily, but just like uh, I, yeah. I, but I, that's I the thing. I would say our generation, for some reason, has is able to appreciate it, even if we can't relate to it. We're able to appreciate it more. You know what I mean? No, I, sure. I guess we're just more open-minded. Well, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. That's definitely a fact. I mean, yeah. <laughs> boomers got to go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, because I can't – there's a lot of – I can't relate to any gangster rap, obviously, but I'll – I You appreciate, I appreciate it regardless. Because the it shit is out of it. art yeah. and poetry. And, right. You know, and because of it, you now understand, right. you know, the things going on. It certainly right. paints pictures. I mean, For sure. yeah. in some ways, it, they're more extreme than others. Of course, some of it's exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But – and sometimes you hope so. Like you listen to <laughs> Immortal Technique, Dance with the Devil for the first time, and everyone's right. blo- everyone's that's mind is blown. That's an incredible song. Like yeah. that's an amazing. You're like, well, geez, song. I hope this is fiction. Yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, Ninety Nine Neighbors just signed a pretty important deal, um, life changing deal. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's the former manager for Chance the Rapper, who everybody knows. And he just started his own record label with Warner Music Group. And one of the first artists he signed was 99 Neighbors from Vermont. And it's pretty incredible um, to see how far these guys have come in just really in just a year. I mean, their first project as a group came out in you know on New Year's, this past New Year's. Uh, oh. Sam and Hank... Both put out their, uh, both put out mixtapes, their own solo mixtapes last year, about a year ago, and uh, I found out about them last September, I believe, when I was working on an article for, um, you know, I, w- I was recapping the the best music of the summer, and I w- realized I didn't have any rappers from Vermont, and then I discovered these guys, and now all of a sudden, a year later, they've like catapulted to this household name and their one of their songs was played on keeping up with the kardashians at one point this is something we can only refer to as the boston's big four effect (laughs) if you get discovered by boston's big four (laughs) you're gonna be um Uh, you're gonna blow up within the year that's pretty much the deal yeah i don't know how much i had to do with it but i think uh just your viewership and the influence in general that you may not recognize i think uh, it's the type of thing that makes artists get the the motion they need (laughs) Think of it as a well, lubricant. That's <laughs> that 
<laughs> I'd rather not, but uh. <laughs> you don't like to think of yourself as the lube of the <laughs> rap industry. <laughs> I don't know, I'm man. definitely not the lube of the rap. I'm industry, sure he meant like you know oil for an engine. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, yeah, the lube of the rap industry motor. You know. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing big things. <laughs> they're doing huge things. They were supposed to perform at Gillette, but that festival got canceled like two weeks before it happened. We were just saying oh, such the good Mad things. Decent, yeah, yeah Mad Decent. Yeah. I went to Bisco instead. Oh, so glad canceled. I did. They were supposed to play there. Ninety Nine Neighbors was Billy Eilish. So. Damn, was that supposed sucks. To be there, I think. Yeah, right? it was a good amount, yeah. but yeah. supposedly they said that they couldn't uh, live up to the expectation of what they wanted to give. Uh, so Firefest is a thing. Whatever that yeah. was, that was uh, sketchy the, enough to be like something effect. fucked up somewhere. Yeah. No one's trying to be Firefest anymore. Not a lot of local like fests have actually been canceled lately, but anyways. But yeah, congrats to 99 Neighbors for the deal. That's big time. And they also just released a new video and song. Uh, it's called Fake Pods. I tried to share it on uh, my Instagram page, but it got blocked because it told me that it was owned by Warner Music Group. No way. So they did get signed. Big bucks. <laughs> big bucks. They out there. Yeah. Real copyright. They exactly. Got a team now. Exactly. Oh my That's God. when you know you're big time when I can't even share your videos. So whatever. So instead, I just I shared the screenshot of the message of it telling me that I couldn't post it. Loopholes. Yeah. That's so funny. But um, yeah, fake pods. Let's get into it. Can't say it's wrong or right Running circles in my mind Fuck around and fucked it up Was I too fast? Was I too fast? I can't promise that I'll change But I know I'll find my way Give a fuck about all my problems Worry about them all tomorrow Think I move fast, too fast Executing no remorse. We a force, it had to happen. 99 the power core. Check out how we vision mapping. And we might just see a tour. That's just honest, I can't cap it. When I sang, I'm on the heartstrings, got a glowing on the very making hits. This is lately on me, what's up? I stand like Trixie. My mama knew I'm the one. I'm switching up the fits. That still was down in the dump. So I can't slow this. I got feelings like I'm about to blow up. Gotta go switch up again, never look back and I know what I lost. Hey, look at my life in the mirror, I'm seeing my face, I got damn So that was Fake Pods, the new single by 99 Neighbors, the newly signed 99 Neighbors. They're gonna be doing they're doing big things, they're gonna be doing bigger things in the near future. Um that one's called Fake Pods. What'd you guys think of that song? Straight vibes. Straight vibes. Yeah, nice down tempo beat. Good, yeah, you know. good yeah. good summertime track. Um Still you has know, energy, you know. Show, like it still it has energy. Kind of shows like their array of talents. That was Sam Paulino singing in the beginning. I could definitely see that being like a montage of someone getting ready to go out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, so, yeah, 99 Neighbors. Check it out. Check it out. Available on all platforms. Listen to their new album if you haven't yet. And, uh, yeah, that's that. You'll see why these guys got signed. Yeah, you pretty much will. I mean, they're, you know, like I said, they're deep. They got a lot of talent. A lot of, uh, and they got a good team together. That's really why 
you know, they're a good marketing team, good everything. They got it all figured out. So, 99 neighbors, Burlington, Vermont. You know, we've reached 2019 where we're, we're talking about rappers from Burlington, Vermont. and <laughs> Very interesting. And yeah. I love it. And I love it. And we talked about Pomegranate from New Hampshire earlier. And just, it's insane. I remember when Spose, like, really blew up in, like, 2010. And it was like, oh, there's a rapper from Maine. Now there's rappers from everywhere. Everywhere. And just like we were saying earlier, that's a testament to just technology being available to Pretty the much. common studio. Pretty People much. can make that type of music anywhere. It's fantastic. You just got to keep an eye out. Yes. We're here to bring it to you, Boston Sweet Four. Time yes. is in the rough everywhere. Exactly. I'm finding them. We're finding them. Polish them off. We out here. Making them shine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Meet the Outside just dropped a new song. That's my guy. <laughs> Meet the Outside. Oh, I also I should mention... Um, he threw him and his crew, the village, through a dope party on July 3rd in uh, Weymouth, because that's the night of the fireworks, at this, like, awesome house, his friend's house. Rooftop? Yeah, rooftop. There was oh two no. roof decks, like, beautiful view of the harbor, um, and he performed, Meet the Outside performed, Trey Michaels performed, C.D. Rose performed, Mizato performed. It was awesome. It was a great night. So I just wanted to mention that it, they threw it together in three days, like it was a last minute decision, and they got the place packed, and it was incredible. I got FOMO for that hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish you could have been there. Yeah, it was a good time. It yeah, was a good like time. It was fun. Sounds fun. It was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> They're hoping to have more shows there, so I'll uh, I'll let you know about that. But yeah, check out Meet the Outside's new song. Came out yesterday, I believe. It's called Saturday. It's off of his upcoming project called What Day Is It? Every song is going to be a day of the week. It's actually a collab with Rebecca Black. It's, it's, <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's actually not. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Call back, call back, call I'm back. I'm joking, yeah. No, yeah, run that back, run that back. <laughs> run it back, run it back. Uh, Meet the Outside, new album. <laughs> Coming out soon. It's called What Day Is It? And the opening track is called, or I don't know if it's the opening track, probably not, but the first single is called Saturday. And, uh... Why don't we give that a play? There it is. Why don't we give that a spin? Yeah, yeah. Back man's haven't been here in a minute. Praying for my niggas, whoever is in it. Bless. Out here breaking records, a cup of the Guinness. Where I'm running every business, comparing the fitness. I've been feeling hella flossy, that's word of my dentist. If I ever said I got it, you know that I meant it. I was feeding hella niggas, I know they forget it. You ain't greedy when you know there was never a limit. Know a couple who would dump you for love of the duffel. How you seen a nigga struggle and doubt at the hustle? Feeling like my right hand is lacking in muscle. Every chance I try to throw him, it's always a fumble. Get it, we different people. Moving like lights a movie, and I'm securing a sequel. Casting some different people, a few of them more than equal. Thought you play your role forever. It's sad that I couldn't keep you. Times that I couldn't reach you on a new scene, new team, new dream. Where I whip clean, cook good food, fiend. Scooby Doo, it wasn't me, shagging two queens. Shout my cousin, cause he taught me how to move things. So, yeah, it uh, turns out uh, this is not a collab with Rebecca Black, but. Uh, Song you know, bumps. I'm pretty happy about that <laughs> because yeah, I feel I'm like she would have <laughs> fucked up the song. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. She could have sung a dope hook. I don't know. That was offbeat. And I thought it sounded. <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty good. And off. I uh, know uh, the song was, was dope. <laughs> the song was fire. Hard bars. Shout out to Meet the Outside. New project coming soon. It's called What Day Is It? 
And uh, Rebecca Black will not be featured on any of the songs, not even Friday. Yeah, and honestly, I apologize for the reference. It was just Saturday, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Sequel to Friday. True. Everyone knows. True. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's me be outside. We have um, we we're not gonna be able to get to all these songs, but just so everyone knows, Cliff Notes just dropped a new song with Mo Pope and Latrell James. Mo Pope, a um, uh, member of Still Gold. Member of Still Gold, yes. Fantastic vocalist. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's out now. Oompa just dropped a new single. Um, yeah. Oh, shout out to uh, to Jay Spin also. He put out a great album back in April, and I feel like what, what's it it called? it's called Wanted in Guam. Wanted in Guam. Yeah. And, um, right. yeah, I just feel like he needs more recognition. So I'm, I'm shouting him out because I've been bumping that album a lot. So shout out to Jay Spin. Shout out to Oompa. Shout out to Cliff Notes. Shout out to uh, Mo Pope, Latrell James. Um, should we wrap it up with a song? Um, yeah, let's wrap it up with some dope song. I just want to uh, real quick just mention Jay Spin. Don't even worry about being wanted in Guam because I don't think they have the infrastructure to come get you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably fine. But yeah, he's probably it, good. Yeah, it's clout. It's clout, though. It's, so it is clout. It. Nice to be wanted in place. Tell me that's yeah. not a great <laughs> album title. It's though. nice to be wanted in general. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we closing with, though? What song we have? Um, well, That's a great question. Something dope, regardless. I just hope people understand that. Well, I'd like to say real I quick, I thanks for having uh, me, guys. You know, appreciate oh, yeah. it. Nice Andrew being on the Robinson show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andrew Robinson Andy. for... Andy, I'm sorry. Andy <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> <I'm> so formal. <laughs> for le- Andrew Robinson. <laughs> Andrew Robinson of the Boston Red Stockings. Yes. <laughs> the Boston Red Stockings. One of the latest names you know. <laughs> the modern era's upon us. But <laughs> right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for letting us in your your little studio set up here. The bedroom this is studio. Nice. <laughs> this is, hey, it, it works. No, you got all dope. the dope, dope it's equipment. Sound. Yeah, it's perfect. Got the walls are padded. That's that's how you know you're legit when you got the walls padded. Or it could mean I'm insane, but either or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's or really both. safe in here. <laughs> um, we're gonna end with Carrie. Carrie, like Carrie, the blood one. So K H A R Y is how you spell it. And uh, he is a rapper slash singer slash just all dope artist from Providence, and uh, he released an EP recently, and I just feel like this is a, a good song to wrap up with. So shout out to Carrie, and this one is called Elmer's. Starberry, starberry, my mind's so sweet. These thoughts I carry, rinse, wash, repeat. Can't help my nature, big sun, small raisins, sweet dreams, no patience. I grind my teeth. Boy, boy, you gon' cry. No, boy, if you don't try, eventually pain feels much better when it's held together. Like 
Running from in and Like osmosis, deep in my body and my soul shit. Second guessing the price of the omen. Cause life keeps on telling me go fish. Some would do anything to get noticed. Mad Max in the Death Valley. Doug 24 mayonnaise patty. Bought the risk it off cause she had a fatty girl in my dreams. Wanna send me to Addy until I glowed up. Used to have shows when nobody ever showed up. Now I got bands, got fans in North Dakota. I am no pop, but it felt like I was shot. No, I know I'm about to pop. I was shaking up the soda. The garden of eating the sin was the freedom I needed. So how I was seated, I took the form of elitist. Never waited for savings, don't believe in the G. Jesus, the holiest of ghosts, the energy that's between us. Look who shaved half his head. Look who don't know who he is. Questions of sexuality, but never does he desire men. A victim of overthinking all the things that he can't understand. This is a red rider, BB gun. You shoot your eye out. Let's have a party, find some girls we can fly out. Praying that by 45, I ain't got a second job. No one wants to be at the club when they die out. I froze up in the moments that I had all the answers. I know that I won't get to get back all these chances. Learn the tango, devil dances, Rudolph Red. Nose ain't no prancer, the socially awkward guy we're trying to find is rocket power. Strawberry, strawberry, my mind's so sweet. These thoughts I carry, rinse, wash, repeat. Can't help my nature, big sun, small raisins, sweet dreams, no patience. I grind my teeth.